Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Elevated Places, brought to you by Elevated Places Network. We are live on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Elevated Places. We can be reached by logging in to blogtalk.com forward slash Elevated Places. Or if you wish to reach us by telephone and listen in old school, or if you want to weigh in, on tonight's discussion, then call us at 563-999-3065. That's 563-999-3065. And once again, welcome. I am your host, Ava Muhammad. My co-host is Brother Terrence Muhammad. We have a uh, beautiful, brilliant array of regular contributors uh, that includes the international report from Brother Ruben Muhammad, legal, Sister Attorney Pamela Muhammad, and health, Sister Mariam K. Muhammad. Um, Sister Mariam K. Muhammad is unable to join us tonight, but we are going to hear shortly uh, from Sister Attorney Pamela Muhammad, and I think that later on in the program, we will hear from Brother Ruben, who speaks to us from tomorrow. He's the brother from tomorrow in Melbourne, Australia. Um, we know that at the forefront of the news is the COVID-19 vaccine. And so we absolutely are going to talk about that tonight. I know you have both your digital edition and your print copy of the Final Call newspaper. We're going to get into uh, the Final Call tonight. And as the highlight of tonight's program, we are going to be joined by the General Counsel for the Nation of Islam, Attorney Brother Abdul Arif Muhammad, to discuss the next issue on the horizon pertaining to this vaccine. He is going to speak on framing mischief by means of the law. And so I'm going to, at this point, um, turn the program over to my 
inimitable co-host. Uh, first, want to acknowledge the presence of our executive producer, Sister Rona Muhammad, and then, of course, my co-host, uh, Brother Terrence Muhammad. And I'm going to turn the mic over to him right now that he may share with us need-to-know information you'll never get on NBC, ABC, NBC, Fox, or CNN, or any of the big boys. But you got to come here to get the whole truth and nothing but the truth. And I hear that wonderful laugh. Assalamu alaikum, Brother Terrence. Wa salam. So yeah, I I think I'm gonna have to do a better job now because if this is the only place you can get it, then I gotta go uh, across hey. the country and uh, around the world. I may have to take one of Ruben's right. uh, 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 stellar uh, galactic trips to get all of the information that's needed. Uh, so y'all can get the exclusive right here on the best show for Thursday night. Nowhere else you need to be. Okay. And you know. We're here, Dr. Ava, and we're, we're, we're grateful and we're thankful for once again being here again. And for anybody that wants to learn more about Dr. Ava, what she has, books, audio books, e-books, anything that you need to know about real love, new way of life, burnout, just so much that you can get, go to ministerava.com, ministerava.com. And, of course, I always got to start by talking about the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, and we always want you to go and see, go to NOI.org, go back to July 4th to read, see, study, look at, uh, and just study um, the criterion, the lecture that the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan gave on July 4th, and we're going to keep saying that because there's so much in there, and you can never get enough. And it's very critical, very life-saving, very critical at this particular time as we are looking at the deployment and shipment of the vaccination and the conversations are going across the world. The nation is is so many different conversations of medical practitioners, activists, different people, even black and white, um, for and against uh, vaccination conversations that are going on across the country. And we know the instructions that we receive from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Um, we're not taking their vaccination. So with that okay. being said, go back and listen to the criterion. But also, you know, if we go back there, none of the lectures of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan are old. None are old. Because if you think they're old, and when you're reading your Bible, you might as well go throw that away, or the Quran, throw that away. Those are quote unquote old. No, those are scriptures that are current and they give divine guidance for today. That's why we read the Bible. That's why we read the Quran. So look at the minister's words, who is the messenger of God, the same way. You can always pull up one of his lectures to give you guidance for this time that we're living in. And we're just lucky that we got to be blessed to hear his voice and to see his face this past Saturday Come on. at the National Black Leadership Summit. And, you know, it's very thanks to our brother, Brother Siddiqui, lifelong friend of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, who they had such brilliant workshops. And the beauty of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan that he listened, workshop, and he admired and he just loved the information that he heard from the scholarship for those in the workshop 
but he was able to capsulize all of that in about an hour of information where he had no notes, no notes. But if you just got that, you would get so much directions and guidance for what you need to do today from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan this past Saturday at the National Black Leadership Summit, which you can also see at NOI.org as well as is up on YouTube. So, and I'm just blessed out there, Ava. I was, I was just so happy to see him. I was taking screenshots, and our bro- brother yes. Abdul Kayoun uh, actually said, "I'm gonna use your screenshots." And I said, "Wow!" And it went <laughs> over, but it, we had to capture him. But the beauty of that, Dr. Ava, it was I always was taught to capture him in his best light, in his best pose. Don't just pitch, put up any kind of picture of the minister. Don't just give any kind of representation. Give the best and put him in his best light. So with that, we also want to make sure, as he said, we want to hear our brother, our, his national student, national assistant, brother Ishmael Muhammad, um, and see him this Sunday at 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern on NOI.org. Come back tomorrow night, 7.30 p.m., NOI.org, for our study group, and that's 7.30, wherever you may be in this nation. Also, as we go, and for those that was here Wednesday night, um, Wednesday night we also heard the replay of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, and that was at 7.30, so come back next Wednesday and see what will be the lineup. So there's a lot going on. Let me move quickly. There's a wonderful martial arts uh, uh, seminar and training this Saturday. Uh, you can check out VS. Uh, uh, go to Brother Anthony is now Abdul Aziz um, page or Dallas Vanguard and learn more about the seminar on Facebook and learn about the seminar that's going on this week. So we need to know that we need to train. That is going on this weekend. Also, you know, it's very interesting that people are really, 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 really believing in the Biden and the Harris administration. So we're seeing a lot of people um, get appointed, a lot of nominations. Our brother Michael Reagan uh, was one of the people that was appointed today. He's an Aggie um, to be the uh, Environmental Protection Agency administrator. And we also have Congresswoman Helen uh, Deb, you know, first native woman to be the secretary of direct, um, direct uh, Department of Interior um, that was nominated. So there's a lot of nominations going on, and people are really believing in this new Biden-Harris uh, uh, administration. But we say project separation is the only solution to our issues and our problems. So continue to follow and go to Project Separation.com, ProjectSeparation.com, because that is the answer to our solution, even though we're seeing his cabinet getting formed and looking at that. Last thing I just want to say on the national news that we were talking about, Dr. Ava, is that, you know, it's it's one thing when you hear about a drug bust at an HBCU. It's another thing when you hear about a big drug bust of nearly $1.5 million of cocaine, narcotics, and we at a white fraternity, they said some at UNC, some of the former students was caught or maybe in a drug mm-hmm. conspiracy of selling drugs. And I'm like, y'all already know they sold drugs. They sell drugs all the time. You're probably selling to the professors. That's no big deal. <laughs> the difference is 
it didn't get the critical exposure like CCU would. We didn't see no muck shots. Exactly. We didn't see no pictures. We didn't see it all blast on TV constantly back and forth. Um, so, you know, we see how they protect their own. Um, but, of course, they want to look at as the criminals and the drug dealers. But we know that's the lifestyle that they've been living all along. So we just need to continue to listen to the guidance of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan from the Criterion and as of recent, the National Black uh, Leadership Summit. You're getting your leadership guidance and your instructions from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan so we can move forward and do that which is necessary. And I close out, don't make any preparations for next weekend. Uh, don't make any preparations for next weekend. We will be here. So I, I don't want everybody to think it's going to be a happy day on some jolly, jolly, jolly. No, we're about project separation and we about the reality of getting some right here on this land that we produce, not something that's coming down nobody's chimney from no big white man in a red suit. Back to you, Dr. Ava. Well, thank you for that exhilarating report, Brother Terrence. And, of course, I, interesting, I spoke with uh, Brother Minister Ishmael yesterday, and, of course, um, he said, we're going to have Christmas study. So those of you who are availing right. yourself <laughs> of the process of resurrection given to us by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, and we are on Study Guide 18, which is most needed in this hour, uh, handling right. your emotional reaction to That's a right. commandment from God that brings heat on you from Satan, okay? And that's that's one of the aspects of tonight's discussion uh, that uh, our general counsel is is bringing to us, uh, what we can expect uh, to come from this government uh, once these uh, vaccines get widely distributed and what the base being laid for is now. But one of the issues that we're all going to have, first and foremost, is our own thought, our own reaction to the directive, the command from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan not to take this vaccine. And so tomorrow night, and every Friday at 7.30, tune in to NOI.org, and you will hear the opening words to put us on uh, the same path and align ourselves with each other mentally as we go into each week's assignment, which you receive uh, through your uh, email blast. Um, if you're not registered in the Nation of Islam, you need not uh, worry about it. Go to study.noi.org, and you will get instructions on how to be part of our study group. And we host a national study group uh, that we broadcast from Chicago via Zoom, and we break up into um, study circles in the chat rooms. Um, we, we can host a very large number of people, several hundred at a time, but you need to register uh, during the week for that study. Um, so um, moving further into the program tonight, oh, I do want to 
uh, let you all know, if you don't, that, of course, we are on top of this COVID-19 vaccine, and there is um, a special focus in this edition. Um, We have an article by Sister Charlene Muhammad, the national uh, correspondent for the Final Call newspaper, on the uh, Pfizer drug being experimental and questions being raised by black people. Brother Dr. Wesley Muhammad has an outstanding article on the Pfizer company in particular. Now, all of these big pharma companies have been convicted of various crimes over the years and had to pay out hundreds of millions in settlements. But right now, why is Pfizer of interest? Because Pfizer is the maker of the first vaccine out the box. That's the one that's being deployed right now. And then I have uh, part two uh, of my uh, two-part series, the U- the COVID vaccine and the U.S. policy of depopulation. And so please read all of those articles, but the biggest one of all are the center articles by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And so uh, with that in mind, we're going to move to oh, hear from and oh yes sir go ahead no no, no i forgot go two ahead, things ahead. and thank when you mentioned sister charlene thank you sister charlene for the correction is brother kiyom kiyom so i just had to make sure i get his name right and just oh, also yes. you mentioned brother student minister ishmael uh he did an excellent job at the janaza for our sister sister uh ruby uh today so it was a beautiful janaza for our sister yes and all praise is due to Allah. Uh, I have to say, um, pardon me, when I came um, to Chicago mm. back in the early 80s as a young Muslim, um, yes, Sister Ruby Muhammad, who uh, came in the nation as a teenager on, uh, under the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, Um, was one of those sisters that uh, sort of took me into her embrace and really helped guide me through those uh, early years when, you know how it is when you know absolutely nothing. We still, as Minister Farrakhan has taught us, we could take all that we know and we'd have room to walk around on the head of a pen. But when you first come into the teachings, you are like Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz. And so... (laughs) I will never forget my beautiful sister, Ruby, her daughter, uh, Rhea, her granddaughter, her family, her wonderful husband, brother Donald Muhammad. These are crack soldiers, both of them. And I have a special love for all of those believers who preceded all of us that were under the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and when Minister Farrakhan stood up to rebuild the nation of Islam, they stood with him while mixed feelings and controversy swirled around him. And he was actually under threat of death under some of the hypocrites and enemies. And so Sister Ruby Muhammad um, was one of those sisters, and 
our student supreme captain calls her front row Ruby because she was always there you go. That's what... <laughs> uh, at that front row center aisle. Uh, That's right. Just the ultimate MGT. And we also lost this week Minister Abdul Allah Muhammad. Yes, yes, um, yes. The legendary Minister Abdul Allah Muhammad. And again, you know, as as did Minister uh, Abdul Rahman and others, th- these are big ministers of the Honorable right. Elijah Muhammad. That's right. Uh, Minister Abdullah was his West Coast uh, regional minister. And when Minister Farrakhan was facing all that controversy, it made a difference when these ministers of such power and influence stood with the minister. It, it literally helped to move his mission forward. Um, and so, uh, again, Minister Abdullah, one of my mentors, he taught me so much because when I was called to the rostrum, I um, was put there on a Sunday by Minister Farrakhan with absolutely no training, no background, no notice, mm. no nothing. Just get up there and teach. <laughs> So, uh, you talk about trial and error and learning, you Come know, on-the-job on training. I am the uh, poster child for on-the-job training, okay? <laughs> but, oh, my God, the pearls of wisdom that I learned from Minister Abdullah Muhammad, and, and it was Minister mm. Farrakhan who named him Abdullah uh, mm. That's a huge name, not servant of right. one of the attributes, but servant of Allah. And Come on. all of you, if you haven't heard his lectures, you better go on YouTube and pull them up. And he was known for his brevity. He he hit the point and got off. You didn't you didn't you didn't stay long with him. And if you came fifteen minutes late to his lecture, you pretty much missed it. But one of the most brilliant, intelligent people I've ever encountered, loved his coffee. Back in the day, we would all have our coffee at the final call. We were there at 7 a.m. in the morning, that first cluster of laborers under Minister Farrakhan. I was serving as administrative assistant, but those days of the rebuilding are are priceless, and it's on the shoulders of those brothers and sisters that we all stand today. So I'm not going to belabor it, but I appreciate you bringing up uh, the Janaza for Sister Ruby and our uh, brother, uh, student minister Ishmael Muhammad's uh, service today and and what a wonderful uh, job he did. So uh, let's get into COVID. And first we're going to hear from our uh, legal contributor before we bring on our special guest. Oh, we also have a special clip to play for you uh, shortly. But let's let's bring in uh, Sister Attorney Pamela, who will also remain with us uh, after she makes her contribution uh, to be part of the panel uh, to hear from our brother, Attorney um, Abdul Araf Muhammad. Assalamu alaikum, Sister Pamela. Wa alaikum salam, Sister Dr. Ava. 
Yes, ma'am. And assalamu alaikum to you as well, Brother Terrence. Yes, okay. Well, well um, <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> and, um, thank, yes, sir. Thank you so much, uh, Sister Dr. Ava, for having me on the show this evening. And I, too, look forward to hearing from our general counsel, Brother uh, Arif Muhammad, because he has been so much to uh, <laughs> to me as a, you know, an attorney and a mentor and um, that type of guide as well as you. So I'm going to try to be brief. But, Sister Ava, I wanted to uh, make a couple of points about your fabulous article. It's just so interesting because my line of thoughts were very similar um, to what you just so magnificently wrote in that article entitled The COVID-19 Vaccine and the U.S. Policy of Depopulation. And I would like to encourage Mm -hmm. our listeners to make sure we read that article. I'm sure people have, but just in case, because some of the um, one point that really stuck out for me that I'd Mm -hmm. like to talk about tonight is how you quote, we will not allow the United States government to hold us hostage any longer. It is a violation of our God-given right to freedom, justice, and equality to impede our access to what we consider the safe and effective approach to protecting ourselves mentally and physically. And then later in the next paragraph, you, you talk about the scale of the institution of slavery and how it's been reduced to a petty crime, um, how they've reduced it and making it seem like, oh, it's so yeah. small, committed by a few white southern plantation owners. And, you know, that just really stuck out to me because it is a violation of our rights to freedom, justice, and equality, and it's, we have a history of these violations, and we have credible evidence of not just slavery but a continuing to the point day of them violating and assaulting us and murdering us and lynching us. This is not something that, as we are seeing in the news reports, they're trying to diminish as if we don't have a reason to distrust our enemy. And it really made me think about how in the law we have a concept called causation, where you have to show that the actions that um, were done to you resulted in the damages. And the damages to black people that resulted from these 400 years of slavery and lynching and experimentation, um, vaccinations, as you point out in your article, you you refer to the minister uh, talking about the polio vaccine. And so you, you know, just so thoroughly covered that vaccine and how it caused the types of injuries and cancers that it did significantly to the black community. So, you know, just again, to to see our rights um, being treated as slaves, being laughed at and mocked as if our concerns about not being stuck in the arm by people who will pull a, a naked woman and put her, you know, like we saw what the police did to that black yeah. sister in Chicago. I believe her name is Anjanette Young. So this is, you yeah. know, you really brought out the how the we have this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a social worker, and she was such a 
Oh my gosh, it was she like she said, she was traumatized. We're once again being traumatized by seeing this right. enemy killing trying to kill our people. But then they, they wanna mock us and say, Well, we don't know why you don't trust us. So in closing, Sister Ava, everyone is talking about the book Medical Apartheid. And, you know, I was looking because in order for someone to not respect your rights as an individual Either you're a slave or, unfortunately, as our prisoners, as the minister has pointed out, the 13th Amendment takes away their rights uh, because of involuntary servitude uh, for the conviction of a crime. And so in looking at Harriet um, Washington's book, Medical Apartheid, which I just encourage everybody to read, you know, there's just major parts about how they did uh, experimentation on prisoners, and they called it acres of skin. You know, this is where um, cosmetic people and different manufacturers, they just, you know, just totally tortured prisoners. Um, And this started from slavery, you know, torturing and testing and prodding and burning them. And I just wanted to close with, it was really an interesting uh, point that she brought out. It's in the title called Cage Subjects. But she goes on to say that not only do they consider prisoners, which we know are blacks, you know, predominantly. She says 40 to 60% black people are incarcerated. Not only are they considered prime um, people to test and experiment on, like they're talking about this vaccine, which is nothing but, you know, medical experimentation. But she said that they even, there was an Italian physician from 1911 by the name of Cesar Lombrusco, who his theory was black and criminal was the same thing, you know, and so to justify hmm. their desire to kill us, which, again, is this U.S. population, the policy of depopulation that you're referred to in, in the heading, he said that there exists a group of criminals born for evil against whom all social cures break as though against a rock you know, a fact which compels us to eliminate them completely, even if by death. Mm. And so this man then, he, you know, he branched out and started doing all these experimentations on black people um, based upon these theories and, and the desire to, to kill us. So this is the same root of the depopulation agenda that you raised so eloquently, and I just kind of wanted to give some evidence um, you know, of of that, these continuing yes, violations. So, yes, ma'am. So thank I you for the time. I hope we all heard that. Yes. The thinking yes, of all these people. Due to Allah. Yes, yes. This yeah. incredible yes, evidence. Yes, and that's a classic. So. And that's a classic book that um, she brought up, uh, Medical Apartheid. It's, it one of the, Medical Apartheid. it's just one of the books that you have to read once you get into this. And if you want to have anything that deals with, um, if you have anything that wants to deal with the medical institution and, and really have that history, Medical Apartheid is a good book. And I'm glad uh, Sister Pamela brought up again our sister in Chicago because that was the most disrespectful and just the ugliest picture that we can see when we just – still dealing with Breonna Taylor, still dealing with that situation, then you go and do another knock and you still go knock in somebody else's um, uh, uh, place. And when you go in there, wrong house. and, you know, wrong house <laughs> again. And 
the, 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 the person they were looking for, a young boy, you know, had a bracelet, you know what I'm saying, where you could have gotten the right yeah. in exact location. And, but you still went, you know, you still went to the wrong one. And, you know, um, the thing about when Sister Pam was talking about uh, medical apartheid, you know, you look at the different chapters, uh, uh, troubling tradition. You know, you look at the tradition of the medical system, the surgical theater and all those things, the, uh, the unusual subjects um, they talked about in this book. And these are just the different subtitles or parts of the book, race, technology, and medicine genetic tradition. I mean, there's so many things that go through this whole medical system that people need to really, really, really look at. And then there's, and once you read this book, then really, once you understand the teachings, and just come to a, a class at the mosque <laughs> about how um, certain people were made and created, you can understand the nature of what's going on right now. And there's no reason why we should put any trust in our open enemy as the minister once said, he said, yeah, you're administering this vaccination, but did you see what was put in the bottle and the vials that you were giving me? Do you know for sure? Or you're trusting right. that someone says what's in there is in there? Right. Yes, sir. Because real quick, brother, Sister mm-hmm. so, so Ava, because I, I wanted to make the point that it's the same mind of those police officers in the legal system that's in the medical system, that's in the teaching system, that's, you know, this is the same mind. So this is how they feel. And we can see it often with the police, but we got to make sure we understand these doctors have the same mind, these judges have the same mind. They, you know, and, and that was really the point I was trying to make, too, with associating her uh, to this matter. So, yes, ma'am. Well, your your commentary tonight is a perfect segue into a clip of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan from this past Saturday that we wanted to play for everyone to put us in the right frame of mind for the discussion. Um, and as Brother Terrence said, the minister's messages are timeless. But it, it's such a blessing uh, in this moment that almost when you least expect it, Allah gives you a live, <laughs> real-time message from the minister. And what made me particularly happy with it is he was addressing um, those among our people who are conscious and, and want to do the right thing but without guidance, without divine guidance, you can't get past the obstacles that the enemy puts in your way, not only physically, but as you just talked about, emotionally, mentally, uh, the oppression. You know, the Holy Quran reads, persecution is worse than slaughter. And we're really being persecuted with this vaccination. But let's hear uh, from the minister um, from this past, uh, it's very brief message from uh, this past, let me see if I can locate it. Hold on. And look at how white folks are doing it right now. Oh, sister got it. She's a hard beat away from being the first black president. If he dies while in office, 
So white folks are upset. That's what I'm trying to tell you. They see our rise. And we are witnessing their fall. And now we have to survive because the death plan is in motion. What is the death plan? You say, well, black folks are the most um, prone to the COVID virus. Why is that? Because of the comorbidity conditions, diabetes, heart failure, obesity, Name all the comorbidity problems we lead in that. Well, let me ask you this. How did we get in this condition? Did you know that there's food that they prepare for you and me in the hood? That they kill us by zip code? When they know your zip code, they send the worst food in for us to consume. Talk to me. Flint, Michigan is not an accident. They're killing us through the water. You're a young man and can't and have erectile dysfunction. I'm not meaning to be vulgar, but our old folks died with the ability to make a baby. You need pills. You're already on death row and don't even know it. So now you're a perfect host for the COVID virus. And that's why it's killing us but it's not that we don't have the means to do that. We don't really need a vaccine. We need more vitamin D. Hey, brothers and sisters, I have my African sister talking earlier. We're talking about our people in the Caribbean, in the little island that my mother is from. I think they had 15 deaths from the COVID virus. Do you know why the virus is not hitting the Caribbean like it's hitting America and Europe? Because we live in the sun. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad told me that in the sun there are Billions of vitamins that you can't get in anything that is created except through the sun. So when you live on the inside and don't go out in the sun, have no love for the sun to lay in it and bathe in it. My teacher taught me, take a bath at least once a year in the sun. Go someplace where you can take your clothes off and turn and turn again. 
And when you've turned enough, your body has accepted billions of vitamins into it. And when the day of disease comes, the vitamins rise up to defend us against disease. That's why in the Caribbean, they're not worried about uh, a pandemic down there. Oh, yes. Okay, I think that's the the end of the clip. And uh, that, oh, my God, I started writing down the last thing he said. When the day of disease comes, the vitamins will rise up. The vitamins from the sun will rise up and defend us. So therein lies our solution to this problem. And we're, we're now understanding that the COVID is not, you know, Sister Pamela just talked about causation. COVID is a proximate cause, but it's not the root cause of death. It is right. the result of the, 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 the illness and death is the result of preconditions or comorbidities, as they call them, uh, that we suffer from. But the minister points us to looking at what put us in this condition in the first place. And one of our problems, the problem, is that we live with the enemy. And so definitely, if you have not heard uh, the minister's message Saturday, Listen and watch it, and if you have heard it, go hear it again because I'm I'm blown away right. just from that little clip. <laughs> I, I mean, That's I was right. gone. That's I was right. sitting there writing notes. I'm like, what happened to him? And I forgot we were on the air. Come on, right, right, right. <laughs> so Why y'all stop it? Keep it going. <laughs> right, exa- yeah, exactly. And I'm like, oh, that's that's that's, that's right. We have a show. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're live. All praises due to Allah. And, of course, as always, the board is full. Uh, Come on. And so, again, the perfect segue. And uh, so at this point, uh, it gives me uh, great pleasure, and it is a privilege uh, to bring on my brother, my friend, uh, Abdul Araf Muhammad Esquire, was born in the mid-1950s in Baltimore, Maryland, He attended public schools there, and at the age of 11, he won his first prize. He won first prize in a Baltimore citywide oration contest in the junior 9 to 11-year-old category, delivering a speech on Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. After the assassination of Dr. King in 1968, Brother Arif was invited to tour throughout the state of Maryland, delivering his winning speech on the life of Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. He graduated from the University of Maryland in Baltimore County, Maryland, in the late 70s. In his senior year of college, through one of his academic mentors, he met 
the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan at Coppin State College in Baltimore and accepted to become his helper and follower the same day after hearing a profound spiritual message from him. Brother Arif, for the last 40 years, has been a helper to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, serving in many capacities. He was the first believer and study group coordinator in Baltimore, Maryland in 1979. And remember, brothers and sisters, this is during the rebuilding. The minister stood back up in 77. So this is only 1979 that this young brother is establishing. This is when the minister is reestablishing the nation. And so understand that Brother Arif was the first study group coordinator, student minister in Baltimore in the rebuilding of the nation of Islam. And although he was a student in the ministry, Minister Farrakhan granted his request to finish his law school studies. And in 1984, he graduated from Howard University of Law School, where he was elected in the final year to student bar president of his class. And after law school, he resumed his service in the ministry. He has served in ministry positions in Richmond, Virginia, Norfolk, Virginia, and in 1990, accepted to run for Congress for the D.C. delegate seat in the District of Columbia. In 1991, he became the Nation of Islam General Counsel. He serves in that position to this moment. In 1993, he was appointed Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan by him as the Mid-Atlantic Regional Minister, headquartered in Washington, D.C. at Muhammad Mosque No. 4, and he served in that capacity until 1997. He was regional director of the Million Man March and served as a member of the National Board of the Million March headquarters. In 1999, he relocated to Chicago to serve at Nation of Islam headquarters and has served as a member of the National Board of Laborers in 1999 through 2009, He then took on the position of editor-in-chief of the Final Call newspaper and general manager from 2006 to 2009, and in 2012 was appointed by our minister as a member of the Executive Council of the Nation of Islam. He's also a member of the nation's research team, and he continues to be a helper, follower, student in the ministry of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, please welcome Brother Abdul Arif Muhammad. Assalamu alaikum, Brother Arif. Thank you so much for taking time to come well, on Elevated Places once again. Wa alaikum salam, my dear sister and friend and minister and attorney and scholar and <laughs> author and writer and preacher oh, and national stop. spokesperson. Uh, and, and I wanted to say all of that because as you read my bio, I wanted to put some of, of the great uh, uh, things. See, we've Come all done, if, if you've been in this work as long as we have, there are many things Ooh. that you do throughout the journey because we're trained as soldiers and wherever there's a need, uh, we're told to 
uh, go and fit in if you can. And so it's just an honor uh, to serve. Uh, and and actually, Sister Minister Ava, not only was I the first study group coordinator in Baltimore, I actually was the first believer to stand up and accept the teaching. There was no other believer the in the city. Yeah, so you're the believer and the minister. <laughs> right. Uh, it, it, right. Awesome. I was the, awesome. I was the come first on, come and on. then became... I remember them days on the corner with the final <laughs> call newspaper in those early days of rebuilding. But what an honor and a privilege to be on your show. I've been listening and certainly always enjoy uh, uh, Brother Terrence, enjoy Brother Reuben whenever he speaks, enjoy my great sister uh, Pamela Muhammad uh, for her spirit and strength and, of course, yourself in terms of your insight. Uh, and how you uh, really keep the light of truth going uh, on these airways. And I'm really grateful for the work that you're doing. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you. Well, as we know, we're in the whirlwind of Satan's last oh, stand. Yeah. That's yes, right. sir. And, of course, you know, we can't even begin to try to comprehend the context of all of this uh, without, and, and not have a full understanding without your insight being brought to the table as the general counsel for the nation of Islam. And so, you know, as, as this tonight's uh, presentation from you, um, framing mischief by means of the law, COVID-19. Yes. Uh, the floor is yours. Well, thank you. I, I want to first start off by okay. one of my favorite movies, other than the Godfather trilogy. Uh, my favorite, one of my favorite movies is The Devil's Advocate uh, with awesome. Keanu Reeves and Al Pacino, who he, he didn't did. know he was the the son of Satan. But at one point when he began to accept that his father was Satan, he said to him, Dad, why did you choose to act or present yourself as a lawyer uh, in the world? And his father said, he said, because law is the ultimate backstage pass. Everything, law is in everything. And that was his comment. And that is very true. We know we live in a divine universe based on law. But it's God's law, but it's based on law. So everything has a law. And, of course, we know with Satan, he has law. And so uh, Psalms 94.20 says, Shall the throne of iniquity have fellowship with thee, which frameth mischief by law? And see, that's to me speaking of Satan. He, he's the throne of iniquity. And when you have fellowship with him, he frames mischief by law. And we know mm-hmm. that as we are watching now this uh, COVID-19 scenario uh, continue to unfold, we just uh, heard today that uh, the advisory commission uh, hearing the Moderna presentation today, that committee did in fact vote 20 to 1 abstention to recommend approval of the Moderna vaccine. 
And so hmm. it is expected that by tomorrow, no later, then the FDA will, of course, officially give its stamp of approval and they will begin their shipping of five or six million doses. So um, both with Pfizer and Moderna, hmm. they're about to be in the stream. Uh, one of the things in listening to the great conversation that was being said, it is so critical that we understand, all of us who listen, that this vaccine is yet experimental. Come on. It is not a final approved vaccine. Yes, because that is what emergency use authorization means. It means you're still in the process of testing and vetting the safety of the vaccine or the product. Yes. But yet, due to some extreme condition considered an emergency, you then ask for emergency approval to, in fact, use it while you're still testing. So you're really just broadening your, broadening your testing pool. So this is what we should understand, number one. Why would you want to take something that really has not really been approved as being safe? It's still in the experimental phase. And in fact, the young sister, Dr. Kismekia Corbett, who I have the dubious distinction of going to the same college she went to, of course, many years ago, she she's a graduate of UMBC, my alma mater. Wow. And yes, and she wrote or was on a, a podcast with Dr. Sanjay Gupta uh, on the, one of these Apple podcasts on December the tenth, and the show was entitled "Coronavirus Fact Versus Fiction," podcast with Dr. Sanjay Gupta, and it was entitled "Vaccine Warrior Kismikia." Corbett. Now, listen to what she says about the vaccine. She says, what I quote, what I can say is that the emergency use authorization is still experimental. It's still an experimental phase. These emergency use authorizations are simply asking the FDA with what we have right now. Can this product be used in the most vulnerable of populations? While we continue to gather data that would allow us to license it for everyone. Mm-hmm. Now that that's what you call a slam dunk. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now you have to ask yourself. If you uh, uh, remember, number one, the vaccine itself is not a cure for COVID-19. Listen. It's not a cure. It is intended to have your body to produce the spike protein, which is the COVID, then try to produce antigens and uh, uh, antibodies from that. So in other words, It's making your body go through the stages as if you have COVID. Then your body tries to produce antibodies, 
and then antigens and then antibodies to stop it. Now, all of this is being done through affecting the most mysterious part of the human being, which is the DNA, which is the coding of what makes us who we are and does carry right. the messages throughout our body for, the, for life itself. Now, no one knows what is going to be the effect of this messenger RNA. Mm. Just like they didn't know what would be the effect of the polio vaccine, but the most honorable Elijah Muhammad did. And the man that now is before us who is sitting in his seat by his permission and who said to us on July 4th that I'm bringing you a message from on high. And I saw in the Quran, I've seen it before, but not in the way I'm seeing it now, where the two of them made him with their own hands, talking about God and his Christ. So here's a man speaking to you, telling you from the vantage point of God, do not take the vaccine. Now, you have to stop and ask yourself the question, who is it that you're hearing? And when you get these kind of messages, revelation doesn't roll out every fact as to why. That's why it's revelation. And so the first thing you have to contend with is do you believe it? And the most significant thing about what the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan uh, said on Saturday, this past Saturday, to me had to do with the fear that's being generated. And out of that fear, the trust, our trust, in a people that there is no justification whatsoever to trust them, and we have 460 years of a record that we can produce, as some have been mentioning, to show every reason why we are justified in not so trusting them. So, as this thing continues to unfold, one of the questions that comes up, and it really was coming up, in some manner before uh, it has moved to this stage, was whether or not, based upon the pandemic, whether or not there would be a mandatory vaccine, meaning that the government would force you to take it. Now, we remember what the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said to us during July 4th at the Criterion, that if you try Mr. Dershowitz, he called him out, you're Satan if you try to bring your army to force us to take this vaccine, then this is a declaration of war. And we intend to fight to defend and save and protect our lives. So this is where we are. So now as I looked into this legally, uh, the one thing that I have uh, found, my dear sister, Dr. Ava, and my research is there's not a documented history of the actual federal government passing a mandatory law for vaccinations. Now, part of that is because 
the majority of that aspect is really reserved to the states because it would take a congressional act then for the president to sign it. But if they tried to do that, then they would be running into conflict with the states, which basically are given the power of sovereignty as well, and they have what is called the power of of the health, the safety, and the welfare of the citizenry. And it's through that power that the state has in the past made a decision to mandate taking a vaccine. For instance, in California recently, there was a recent outbreak of the measles. And the California legislature passed a law mandating that all children had to be vaccinated and that in order for them to attend any school, whether it be public, private, or religious, they had to present proof that they had been vaccinated with the MMR vaccine. This is a law in California as we speak it. I don't know if, uh, that it had been overturned. The same happened in New York up in the Hasidic Jewish community where there was an outbreak of measles and the governor uh, mandated uh, that, there would, that they would have to take uh, the measles vaccine. So there have been instances. The famous one that most lawyers quote is Jacobson versus Massachusetts, which you're very well aware of, Dr. Ava, in 1905, yeah. dealing with the smallpox vaccine or smallpox outbreak in uh, Massachusetts where they passed a law saying you had to take it or you had to pay a fine. And, of course, it went all the way up to the Supreme Court, um, and the Supreme Court upheld the right of the state to do so. Pretty much all of the cases that I've seen shepherdizing pretty much uphold the state's right to do it. But the question really is, but the question really becomes, if the state does it or tries to do it, what is going to be the backlash from the people? So the state right now, they're trying to act as if they're not wishing to do it. So they're trying to use this campaign that we now are seeing around the country exactly. and through the media to create fear and then at the same time to make you think it's safe by showing you on the TV screen all of the people who are willing to take it. And it's no accident they're putting a lot of us on the TV screen thinking that That's right. we have, we, and, and so, so why is it that we would think that, that white people are so concerned about the lives of black people when while they say they're concerned, they're yet killing us daily and the history of their uh, uh, horrible behavior towards us in terms of medical experimentation, outright murders and lynching, sterilizations, not only here but in Africa, we could go on and on and on. Why now are you so concerned as you profess to be about us because you didn't really get the level of experimentation that you really wanted, particularly with black people. Uh, what I read, it was only about 10%. And so through all of this, all of a sudden now we're valuable just like we are in the military when it's time to go to war. We're valuable because we go to the front lines. Exactly. We're used to be on the front line. 
So now they need our bodies to test because our bodies Listen. are strong. They, they know that the black body is a strong body even in a weakened state. But you want to now use our bodies for this mass experimentation. So you hear this talk about equitableness and distribution uh, and so on and so forth. So though the the federal government has said it does not intend, Mr. Biden himself, uh, president, now that the Electoral College has voted, uh, president-elect has said he, he didn't intend to mandate the vaccine. However, even if your state doesn't mandate it, as a as a matter of law on the state level, which are legislative, there are many, many, many private areas, uh, uh, different uh, systems that will try to impose it, most notably in the healthcare industry. We know of many people who work in the healthcare industry, hospitals and the like, where they're already required to take certain shots to work around people. So it's certainly probable that people who are working in hospitals will be told that you have to take the vaccine. Now, interesting, is not a law now, but what many people who work in these fields maybe not pay attention to is that normally when you sign up for employment, they they make you sign a piece of paper which you may not even read that actually says that you agree to do that. So you bind yourself right. contractually to do it. So if they have to stick that in your face and say, well, you agree as a condition of employment to take a flu vaccine, now is the COVID-19 vaccine, and you agree to do that as a condition of employment, well, if you don't take it now, you're forced with the possibility of, of course, not having that job. You know, airlines it may get to a point where they may take the posture that you can't fly here unless you uh, take a vaccine and show that you've been cleared. So there are these, right. there's in these, these little private areas, schools, uh, long-term care facilities, right? So all there, there are these pockets, however, where uh, people who – uh, have control over a certain area will say, in other words, you can't come here unless you prove that either you're COVID negative because you took a COVID-19 test or or show us you took the vaccine. That's right, right now going to probably be how that's going to roll out throughout the country. Yes, sir. While they still try to make the people pliable by this public campaign. Now, of course, they themselves have said, you don't have to take the COVID vaccine if you have uh, a history of allergies. Like if you have the people who have asthma or they have to have an EpiPen or, you know, you have an inhaler or pregnant women or whatever. So, I mean, I know black people suffer a lot from, from uh, respiratory issues. So, uh, just put that uh, for those who have that condition. Just think on that when people approach you about taking the vaccine, if, if, even if they say you signed to do it. But they have said you don't have to take it if you 
have some kind of respiratory illness or some kind of of allergy that uh, it could be harmful because we've seen now circumstances where there have been recently reported people having exactly. adverse reactions From to the, it. The five, um, yeah. That's right. That's right. So mm-hmm. you, we have to be smart. You have to, you know, it's like I, I know of a case um, where a, a friend of a sister or niece of a sister, she had just had surgery and organ transplant, for example. Well, I don't know if I would want to take a vaccine and, and know what effect that would have on me just having had that surgery. So there are, there are still medical reasons. Now, most of the doctors are not willing uh, uh, to sign something to say that your medical condition doesn't allow you to take it, but you have to make the decision for your own life. And, and I, I want to say, Sister Minister Ava, uh, as the Quran ultimately says, because there's a time where we're going to have to face this. The Holy Quran, uh, second chapter, 155th verse says, and we shall certainly try you with something of fear and hunger and loss of property and lives and diminution of fruits and give good news to the patient who are steadfast under trial. We're going to have to, some, some of us are going to have to face that. What are we prepared to stand on and to face the recriminations for taking a stand mm-hmm. for, to save your own life? It's a decision you ultimately, or we may ultimately, or others may ultimately be faced with. Sure. So, that's my little uh, few moments uh, of discussion. Uh, I'll stop there for a moment. And and I think the biggest thing to me when I heard the minister on Saturday, he said, our problem is you don't know your enemy. You don't know your enemy. That's right. So it makes you to trust, even in spite of all as wicked as he has been, you think that he is going to bring something to you that is good for you. And he's targeting you to take it. All you hear about is the black and the brown. You see what I mean? Exactly. The, The black and the Hispanic. They're targeting us. Why? That's right. Why do you think that is? For a good reason, not if we know and believe in what the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said about the death plot, the depopulation plot. That's right. Bloomberg just came out with an article, vaccine rollout hits first, U.S. snags with delays. (laughs) So it's already starting to come out. That's right. And, we, and, and now we they're even arguing over not having enough of the vaccine. That's the other. And all right. of this, now you're hearing that they really don't have enough Florida government cites Pfizer production issues with the vaccine. So now all of this is starting to come out. If you don't well, you certainly, feel affected, go ahead. Go ahead. No, if, if but you if certainly you, cannot. 
you cannot mandate something that's not available. Exactly. You know, we we can start with that, and you cannot mandate something experimental. Exactly. It's not finally approved. How can you say it's in the interest of the public health when you don't know what it is? Mm-hmm. The whole the whole nature of being classified as experimental means you're trying it out, and like you're stressing to us, we are the the target because we're the experiment, and they're running mm-hmm. into this wall of exactly. resistance exactly. in the black community that they never ran into before, and it's Minister Louis Farrakhan who's who's at the core of it. Now, the the biggest thing we have to see in all of this as a mercy is yesterday more snow fell on the northeast in one day than the entire winter season of 2019 and 2020. See, that's Uh, the God. That's the possessor of power over all things. And so we want to be found in obedience to a lot of servant. Because what this boils down to is whose guidance are you going to follow? None of us are self-created. Even if we're in a cloud of marijuana or Snorting cocaine. We know we're not self-created. That's right. You know, so who is it that you rely upon? Who is it that you go to when you feel fear and insecurity? That's right. Who's the source of your security? Now you got to choose. You choose Allah or you choose Satan. And That's right. and to your point, Brother Arv, I think it's critical we pay attention. And Sister Pamela said in her presentation, we're we're targeted. There is a mindset about That's right. who Black people are, what we are, mm-hmm. and this this uh, definition of us as a a group of criminals, a group of subhuman. Who don't feel pain You know in that movie Avatar When That's right. they show uh, The U.S. military Going to another planet Trying to take people's Resources And that's what depopulation is all about It's about Taking control Of the resources The land, the water, the minerals The gold, silver, uranium and oil, most of which is on the continent of Africa. That's right. You know, and 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 so we we're deluded if we don't realize what this is. I, I I'm amazed that our black medical professionals. No, I'm not yeah. because they're training. You know, it takes many years to get a medical degree. And that gives the enemy many years to control mm-hmm. your mind. This uh, poor little sister, Kizzy, and that's what she calls herself, Kizzy, Kizmikia Corbett. 
Mm-hmm. You know, my I'm a great fan of my dear sister Vicky Dillard, Vicky X Dillard, <laughs> and <laughs> because she, you know, she has that exquisite combination of brilliance and intellect, but humor. That's and right. naturally, she has uh, stated that. Uh, Many of us are in need of of going to her. I think it's the Institute of Rehabilitation. Rehabilitation. (laughs) Oh my! You know, and a lot of us are going to need to be sent there during this time if we're to be saved. Coon rehabilitation, but you know, she emphasized, you know, on on a. Uh, Sister Pamela sent me a YouTube of, of Sister Vicky, and she was emphasizing which the, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan have taught that when we are trained in and under the white man's educational system, it has a profound effect. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, here's a young lady. Now, uh, Kizzy Corbett is only 34 years old, okay? She's young, very young uh, in this field. And she is one of the leading uh, researchers at uh, Anthony Fauci's place, the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease. That's that's Fauci's Mm -hmm. uh, stomping grounds, okay? That's right. And, see, he comes out before the black medical professionals and educators and makes a statement that the vaccine was developed by, Mm -hmm. quote, an African-American woman. But she's not the developer of the vaccine. Don't get it twisted. She's an employee. And she's one of, if you look her up, she's a strategist. I want you to process that, a strategist. But what Sister Vicky said I think is important, that when you have a young girl who says, when I grow up, I want to be a viral immunologist, (laughs) okay, then the antenna of white America perks up. See, this is why we have a brain drain. Because when you have that type of brilliance, they tap it and they take it. Early. And they convert it to their use. And that's what you're seeing. Because, that's right. That's right. as Sister Vicky said, if left alone and able to access our own creative sources, resources, what would somebody like that come up with for mm-hmm. our benefit? But she's been co-opted by the enemy. And then they add insult to injury by parading her out in front of us. I mean, how stupid do you think I am? That because you have one token melanated person, I'm supposed to forget about 450 years of pure hell. You have to come be on, out come your on. That's right. That's right. Well, that's right. You would have to be out of your mind. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. exactly right. 
What was that movie with but, Spike Lee? A ban- was it was it called? I don't think it was Bamboozle. What was the movie where they were kidnapping people and and uh, trying to squad. turn them back into conscious black people? Dro- oh, Drop Squad. I remember it was Drop right. Squad. Drop no, but the movie wasn't Drop called Drop Squad. squad. The, mo- the movie. Oh, that was the people. The, the, That's the name of the squad. It wasn't called that. No, no, it wasn't it called. Was a, it was Drop a movie squad. called. It was a movie called Drop Squad. It wasn't probably. Uh, it probably wasn't the Spike no, Lee. No, not movie, Spike Lee's movie. Spike Lee's movie because I remember Paul Mooney was in it. He was playing his father. I'm trying to remember oh, the name. Okay. And they were kidnapping these uh, buffies, these black professionals, and <laughs> then they would kidnap them and hold them and try to retrain them and try to re. Uh, condition mm-hmm. their mind. Yeah, I to, ma- to make them back con- to be conscious, and if they failed, then they would really send them out looking in blackface and so on and so forth. I- I'm trying to remember this movie. Oh my god! And it was funny because I looked in the <laughs> internet movie database that lists Spike Lee's movie, and that one's not there. I'm like, how interesting. Mm-hmm. Brother Terrence, I remember Drop Squad, and it's similar to that movie as well, Brother Arif. Uh, you may um, – it is very similar to what you're describing. The theme so. of it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but Man, in I any can't case, believe that they removed that movie, yeah. But in any case, the, what, what we have to look at now as a people, while the vaccine is the, is the current – and probably most diabolical and desperate attempt, you know, on the part of the enemy, which is which is why they're they're trying to do this globally. Um, mm-hmm. The overarching goal is depopulation by by whatever means they're able to do it, and and of course, as we know, one of the most desirable methods for them is sterilization. Birth, uh, birth control and sterilization, which is permanent birth control. And as the minister said on Saturday, the lead in the water in Flint, Michigan, was not an accident. And I don't even know how we can read it and interpret it as that, particularly if you see the film Eleven uh, Nine by Michael Moore. Mm-hmm. Uh, which deals with the election of uh, Donald Trump. But mm-hmm. it goes into uh, the presidency. It backs into the last days of the presidency of Barack Obama. And if you remember, Barack Obama went to Flint and stood yeah, up and drank water out of a bottle. He sure did. He sure did. Claiming to be, you know, from the Flint water supply. Well, you have the mm-hmm. same thing happening now with Negroes getting vaccinated on right. television. What what meaning does that have to me? What? <laughs> first right. of all, I have no firsthand knowledge of Come what on. is being stuck in your arm, if anything. That's okay. right. That's right. And I'm going to tell you a movie not to be forgotten right now, and that's Wag the Dog. Mm-hmm. See, if you have see, not seen Wag the Dog, yeah. you got it with Robert De Niro and Dustin Hoffman. Okay, you have got to see that film because that okay. is exactly well, yeah. 
what is going on right now in terms of technology. Not only technology against us, we're the primary target, but as the Honorable Elijah Muhammad has stressed over and over, their own people as well. Right. Because that polio vaccine was not just given to black folks. 100 million American children were administered the polio vaccine after it was made known that that vaccine was infected with one of the most powerful carcinogens known to humanity, the SV40. They still kept, and they gave it away free. Well, Sister so Dr. Eva, all of my friends. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Brother Arf. I'm getting emotional. All, all of my friends are blowing me up, telling me the movie was named Bamboozled, and I thought it was. But it. But okay. thank uh, all of my friends who hit me, it was called Bamboozled. And the reason why I didn't think about it is because Spike Lee didn't have it on his list, but it was Bamboozled. So I thank all my friends who. Oh, I me. remember That's what you would call a, it, that that kind of thing that they were doing in the movies. What Sister Vicky was talking about, kind of reorientating yes. uh, the yes, mind. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, rehabilitating the coon. Uh, they started kidnapping people, as I remember the movie. But thanks to all my friends who were texting me, who were listening to the show. Uh, yes, so sir. it was but bamboo. I, but I'm gonna tell you. But as Sister Vicky said today, Which is what we don't have to time us right anymore. now. We're being bamboozled. Right. That's right. But we don't have yeah. time anymore. We're out of time. Mm-hmm. We don't have time to convert you, persuade you. And this is why the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, point number four, separation. Point number five, you choose. You choose what you want to do. If you want to stay with the enemy of God Then then go ahead And stay there mm-hmm. Because it's time for us to move out We're in the time of the exodus right. now We could, our, our solution to this problem And as you said And I've been saying In the separation town halls Which we're going to resume soon uh, This is not a real nation These are 50 individual sovereign states and the, the right. legalities surrounding vaccinations are state level. And so if we had obeyed the command to come out of her, my people, if we paid any attention to the minister in justice or else and had started making our own communities a safe and decent place to live, and we're learning more and more what safe means. It's not just crossing the street. You're talking about safe from police murdering us, safe from vaccinations. You know, and as he said, these these comorbidities, these preconditions that we have, how did we get them? Why are they exclusive to us and they're being uh, presented as, it it is said as though we have some kind of inherent defect. 
Right. Well, you know, the Negroes have, they got preconditions. I mean, I hope we're paying attention to how That's we right. are being right. characterized. And it's no different than bamboozle when they dealt with the blackface and us clowning and buffooning. That's right. These these medical professionals who are <laughs> urging us to take this vaccine, they're just the modern-day form of Chicken George and the minstrel performers and the prominent house servants. You know, the Negro in the movie Birth of a Nation telling Nat Turner, you're going to get us all killed. Because he did not want to be a slave. He's going to get us killed. That's right. And that's what they say about Minister Farrakhan. Something's wrong with him. He's mm-hmm. extreme. He's radical. Because he don't want to bow to white people. Something's wrong with Farrakhan. Yeah, that's 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 that's. that's uh... <laughs> we have a lot of fear among us, and it and it. Yes, we do. There's a Bible that says, "The fear him, of man bringeth a snare." Yeah. Yes. And as he's taught in the study just... course, it restricts us. The minister right. said, "Get rid of fear." He said, "Get mm-hmm. rid of it." That's profound. That's like talking about rodents. You know, this is a pestilence, which is the full term. The short nickname for pestilence is pest. (laughs) Like mice and rats and roaches. Mm -hmm. And what do you do when you have a rodent infestation? You get rid of them. That's right. So you get rid of I mean, in other words, you have to actively get up and do something. When you get rid of something, that means you get up and do something about it. You get rid of that which will not go away on its own. This is not going away. This Caucasian and his nature and his actions, they're not going away. It's just he's just renewing himself, and now you have uh, Bill Gates out in, as the international spokesperson for vaccines. Though he's in technology, he has no medical background, no background in infectious disease biology, chemistry, none of that. He's just a multi-billionaire that wants to put microchips in everybody. So yes, I'm sure a lot of people want to talk to you, Brother Aris. Let's go to the line. Let's start with Sister Darcel out of the Carolinas. Assalamu alaikum, As- Sister Darcel. Assalamu alaikum, Sister Dr. Ava. It's been a long time, and Sister Rona, Sister Attorney um, Pamela, and Brother Arif Mohammed and Brother, um, t- uh, give me your name from the Carolinas. Terrence. He's all over the place. Terrence. Yes. <laughs> yes. And um, I'm, I'm missing someone else. Uh, Brother Ruben. I don't know if he's available, but he's into 
tomorrow, so I'm still in yesterday, I guess. I was wondering <laughs> if any information was available or if you had a private screening or was able to be a consultant in one night in uh, in Miami, and that's Regina King's um, tutorial debut. And I was wondering if you knew anything about that movie and were you considered as a consultant. And it's about um, uh, uh, Muhammad Ali, Malcolm X, and Jim Malcolm Brown. X. And, uh, and uh, Sam Cooke was also in there. I, and that I, I, my personal question is that our, yeah, our sister's directing it. I do know that. In fact, I just read about it and they did a they had her on the cover of the magazine inside the oh. weekend edition of the Wall Street Journal. Uh, but no, I I don't know any more than that. Does, does anyone else, Brother Arif, or anybody on the panel know anything it's, about the film? Uh, I just know she I, is I've seen the trailer. Maybe Sister can tell us about the trailer. I think the name of it is kind of like One Night in in Miami or something. Yeah. Where yeah, one it, Night in it Miami. Deals that's with, correct. Yeah, 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 and it deals with all of them. It 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 was around Ali's fight with. Uh, with uh, Sonny Liston, Sonny Liston, and after he wins the fight, Ali, uh, Cook, Sam Cook, uh, Malcolm, and who else was it that were all Jim, Jim Brown, Brown? They all were. They all met uh, and had this intense conversation uh, that one night after the fight. So that's about as much as I know okay. uh, about it. Well, is, is, that, is that pretty we... much what you remember about the trailer? <laughs> Yes, and it's going to come out um, the 15th of January, 2021, which is coincidentally mm-hmm. Martin Luther King's um, birthday. And, mm-hmm. and and what I find is sort of coincidental is that yesterday, um, because it's dealing with somewhat of sport, um, that um, the National um Baseball League is finally recognizing the Negro League, and I was wondering if there was any opinions on that because during that same era is when they had the Tuskegee um, um, 626 experiments, and a lot of black folks that I know said they're not going to take this vaccine. They're talking about Henrietta Lacks that came from, I believe, that Baltimore mm-hmm. area. Is that true, brother? She did. Uh-oh. Yes, so I, mm-hmm. um, that was something that I know some of them are jokingly saying they're waiting on herd immunity because they're not going to be part of the herd. You will hear from them. They will be heard that they will not be a part of the experimentation. <laughs> <laughs> so, And one right. last thing. Um, Sister, did you do any research on um, Dr. Greg Carr from Africana Studies from Howard? I was wondering if your daughter took a class from him yet, Uh, Dr. Carr from Howard. And he always speaks so brilliantly about the nation and saying that he feels so he feels warmly embraced when he's around um, the members of the Nation of Islam. So I was just wondering if you knew anything about Dr. Carr, because I have um, sent some Twitter messages to you, so I know you're extremely busy. So that's what I wanted to sort of sum up, that health disparities.
disparities are also associated by zip code. And it was wonderful to get that information about the minister. I did hear it on Saturday. And so just keep up the good work and sympathies for your losses of some of the people who just transitioned that was in the nation. Thank you. Dr. Ava? Yeah, she must have... Brother Terrence? Yeah, I'm here. We have Brother Hoyle. Yeah, we're all here. I'm sorry. I think I put this against my face. Brother Hoyle has been holding. As-salamu alaykum, Brother Hoyle. As-salamu alaykum, Sister Ava and uh, Brother Arif and the rest of the great crew, Brother Terrence. I want to congratulate Brother Terrence on his billboard. Um that he was on in, uh, was it North Carolina, Brother Terrence? That's oh, Lord, going to the next topic. Well, they said, going to the next topic. <laughs> going, to about me. going to the next topic. Going to the next topic. Well, I just want to congratulate you, brother. Yeah. yeah uh, that was awesome. But um, uh, what I wanted to say was, um, um, did you hear about the uh, side effects of this vaccine of uh Testing positive for AIDS and the Bell's palsy, you know, yeah. uh, with the facial feature. Um, and also, I want to let the listening audience know that Memphis was one of the first stops uh, of the distribution of this, uh, you know, the vaccine with FedEx, you know. So, um, yeah. but like you say, it's it's uh, it's a shame, uh, you know, that they're paying, you know, especially our on Negro stool pigeons to, you know, doctors and preachers and just, you know, to, to get out here. Entertainers. Yeah. Entertainers and just lead our people educators. to slaughter. Mm-hmm. Educators. And uh, with all this information, and the minister said, how with your open enemy doing this to you? And what is wrong with you? You know, and, and I'm just. That's right. It, 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 it's, it's just a. It's appalling, but um, we just have to get out here and keep on and get the blood off our hands. And, um, you know, with our paper, I was out. I said, uh, with the extra papers, me and some of the brothers with the papers that didn't sell, we just got out one Saturday and we got rid of all of them. And the response, Sister Ava and Brother Arf, the people, are, they're, they're snatching. The majority of the people that we coming to or not taking the vaccine the the we you know they they away and we and I've never seen it this, the response to the final call now is great so um we don't have any problem like we used to to get out there you know and funny faces and turn up the nose no that's sometimes you're getting 50 dollar donation 100 dollar donations uh we got rid of old paper so um I remember it was the saying, say, one day we'll, they'll be running running to your door, <laughs> you know, and we'll be teaching them 15-minute shifts. But, um, mm-hmm. and I just pray, I just pray, you know, we just keep up the good work, like, you know, Sister Ava and Michelle, and, and, you know, you notice that these, uh, these shows, you know, in, in, a, in a few days you're going to have to go do Probably every day since they so it's coming. <laughs> but Lars, yes, you're gonna sir. have to get your show, so right. it, it's coming. Oh. <laughs> yes, 
Well, thank you. And yes, uh, I, just, I just wanted to let you know the side effects if y'all heard about the AIDS and the. Uh, oh, yes, sir. Things. Absolutely. And and if you, yeah, in my first part, one of my article on the depopulation, right. I referenced Dr. Judy Mikovits, who had pointed out um, that yeah. the AIDS, that HIV uh, is in the mRNA vaccine. Okay. Um, remember that as she pointed Come out, this, this, these companies and, you know, because we've been getting vaccinated for many, many, many years. Okay. And yes, these vaccinations in and of themselves compromise the immune system because you're arousing the immune system to fight something that's not real. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, as we just studied in study guide 18, the minister took us through uh, a, a quick and deep course on neuroscience. And those notes are from my own father's notes who, who was a science professor. And one of the things that um, we need to understand, and it's no coincidence we're in that lesson during this time, that Allah has given us a highly complex, powerful immune system that has an army of soldiers with areas of specialty to take care and defeat any invader bacterial, viral, anything that gets in in us that doesn't belong there, if your immune system is functioning, it will destroy it. Mm. And so that has got to be the focus of our attention. Now, we have to pivot our people away from the fear of of a virus into building up the immune system once again, which is is the problem with all these preconditions. Our immune mm-hmm. systems are already at war with all these conditions we have. Mm-hmm. And as Dr. Uh, Mikovic is pointing out, we're really too sick to take a vaccination. That's why we're having yeah. allergic reactions. And, and, and believe me, that show's just getting started. But all these years of being vaccinated, all these years of being, uh, and and see, the the media calls it anti-vax movement. But the people who are part of it call it, they are against vaccine injury. This is an overt, aggressive medical intervention Mm -hmm. that's being staged on your body. And you need a reason to justify that. It's like the airbags, and it's not a good analogy because airbags are nowhere near as dangerous as vaccines. But I use the analogy of you have airbags in your car that if you have a collision, they're going to, they're going to come out. Well, those airbags, they're not marshmallows. You're going to get hit in the face. You're going to have black eyes, might have a a problem with your rib cage. But guess what? It's better than flying through that windshield. Mm -hmm. That's the point. 
you get hit, you go flying through that windshield, you are dead on arrival. So the airbag, it hurts you, but it keeps you alive. And that's the theory behind the vaccine. It, it injures you. They admit this. It injures you because it upsets your system, this exquisite system. But it's better than death. But you have never established the lethality of COVID-19. COVID-19 does not kill by itself. It kills in partnership with Mm -hmm. conditions that black people have. And that's why the minister said, how did we get in this condition? And these black doctors writing us love letters Mm -hmm. telling us you should take the vaccine well, where in the hell have you been? That's right. That's right. Because diabetes was declared a pandemic years ago by the world, same World Health Organization that declared COVID a pandemic, also declared diabetes a pandemic. And diabetes makes COVID look like a Boy Scout. In terms of the death, not just in America, but around the whole globe. Because as the minister said July 4th, to to the enemy, everywhere you go, you bring death. That's right. You represent death. And they're all over the world. So, black doctors, if you love us, where have you been while we die from kidney failure? We got kidney dialysis centers like Walgreens on every corner. Mm-hmm. Why weren't you up there to battle this lead in the water, doctor? That's right. All throughout this this crisis, our people have been starving to death. They've been evicted from their homes. There's been domestic violence. There's been police murders. You, we have not heard nothing from you. And now we get a love letter. Well, pity's a fool that, that accepts that love. That, if that's love, I don't need it. That's right. I'll do yeah. it out. Dr. Ava. Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Yes, yeah, sir. I just listened to something. They, a woman had, you know, the young brother who's the Surgeon General now, the young black man, and uh, the, the the current Surgeon General out of Indiana. Yeah. Uh, who took the vaccine with uh, uh, Vice President Pence. And... Uh, they questioned him about the minister's statement uh, calling the vaccine toxic waste, right? Yes, and sir. interestingly enough, his, his answer um, showed some intelligence because the first thing he said is, well, what I would say to that is you have to first acknowledge the truth of it, <laughs> what's being said. He said, and he went into, and he went into Tuskegee. And then he also went into Henrietta Lacks, taking her. He said, so there's a very, very deep, deep 
concern of things that really happened to black people. So he said what we have to try to do is to get the message out. Of course, his, his position was they've, they've uh, put in uh, monitoring systems and all of that. But the point here was, you know, his first response was acknowledging uh, uh, the distrust that does exist that the minister was stating. Yes, sir. But they still, and, of and, course, and see, he's yeah, he's still promoting it. But but he's and yeah. and see the 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 point of that that we're seeing in that it goes back. Uh-huh. Pardon me to what somebody one of y'all pointed out earlier. Um, and I think brother brother Hoyle just said it too. See, when you go out in the street among the people, right? Okay, not come out of the house and the the prominent servants. You go among the people. Almost every person you run into said, "I am not taking it." Even even those that mm-hmm. even the the at the least they'll say, "I'm not taking it now. I'm gonna wait exactly. and see." Exactly. You know what happens? I'm not taking anything that they rush like this, and so though they're starting to say, "Oh, more and more black people are agreeing," that's some propaganda. No, they're not. And let me tell you how you know they're not, because you wouldn't be on this campaign. That's right. If we weren't resisting in overwhelming numbers, you wouldn't be on this campaign. So what that man is feeling that Minister Farrakhan has taught on is the pressure Mm -hmm. of you having zero credibility with the black exactly people, the bl- the real black people if you and keep so of this, course he mentioned he mentioned and we have to just get influencers like Steve Harvey I met with him see going back to your point oh, earlier God. they're they're trying to in their mind line up but the point is you know even he work. had to acknowledge he said the the first point is you have to acknowledge what's true it, it's a problem right Right. What, what he's saying is a problem, and, and there's a basis for it. There's a historical basis for the mistrust right. of what's been done and to black current. people, period. That's, That's right. right. The way we've been treated during the COVID outbreak. That's right. Yes, ma'am. There were complaints from the medical profession the black medical profession, and remember that nurse, who a white woman, who cried on the Internet over the way they were killing. She said they're killing black people. Mm-hmm. They're putting people on ventilators who should not be on the ventilator. They're, they're actually shutting down their system by shoving these respirators down their throat. And don't forget that Congress passed a law to protect the uh, companies, the vaccine makers, from any countermeasures against COVID before most of us even knew COVID existed. That's correct. That's correct. They passed a law in March to indemnify vaccine manufacturers and also 
the hospitals if they use respirators. Mm-hmm. You have no legal protection from that. They were passing these laws before you knew this virus was even here. But we're hey, going come, come on, come on. <laughs> but we got, brother, let's get at least one more call in here, a couple more calls. Brother Cartier is on. And he has a question and a comment. Brother Cartier, do we have your line open? Somehow my... Can you hear me? Oh, there he is. Yes. No, I just had a a quick question, but I just wanted to to just say that I uh, thoroughly enjoy these shows. I've been uh, getting a lot of my family members especially my mother to tune in because she's like, you know, corporate America, so pro. Yeah, yeah. So I love love getting in because she, you know, when she hears the arguments that that, uh, you and the rest of the panel makes, it's, uh, I think, I don't know if she's listening now, but she definitely, she brought to my attention, and I think one of you all said it earlier um, in regards to these preconditions. And how do you make it seem as though uh, these preconditions, as though we're the only, as though we like predisposed to these to these conditions, and we're the only Precisely. that suffer from from these conditions, and that's why it needs to come to us first when we just disproportionately suffer from them. But we're not the majority of those who suffer from them. There's far more uh, uh, whites that suffer from diabetes or from heart failure or kidney problems. Then there are blacks. We just disproportionately suffer from them. So if you're going based off of a, 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 a majority basis, um, it would there holds no precedence to try to get it forced down, uh, yeah. forced to us. But the question that I just I had I I missed it earlier. Someone mentioned the book, and I wanted to uh, get the get a uh, get the book that was mentioned, but I wasn't able to catch the uh, the title of the medical apartheid. Medical apartheid. Okay, very good. That's that's all I needed. Yeah. Thank you again for these uh, discussions. Medical apartheid. And thank you for your great work, Brother Cartier. Yes, ma'am. All right. Let's see. Oh, we have our national correspondent for FCN, Final Call Newspaper on the line. Assalamu alaikum. Okay, okay, okay. Wa alaikum salam. How is everyone? <laughs> Fine. Oh, fired up. I am, I am thoroughly educated and, yes, fired up. I'm going to say, but thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. I'm very much enjoying the show. And in the interest of time, I just want to ask you all thoughts on this, Minister Abel, Brother Art. Um, Number one, we know. And, and if Brother T.C., if you can tell us what's happening out of D.C., because I haven't seen yet, but I'm looking to see what Mayor Muro has done with that bill in terms of D.C. Council passing the bill for children to receive vaccines without parental consent or knowledge. And I see that Sesame Street is partnering with this campaign to, you know, push this out and raise awareness with children. And also you have this color of COVID coming up on CNN and then you have $150,000 of their the uh, government's defeat, despair campaign ad buys on YouTube, or if they're not already rolling, they're getting set to roll out. So I wanted to get you all's thoughts about those things. Yes, ma'am. 
and thank you. <laughs> it got quiet. Didn't it? I'm just fired up. I know. I, I think I said too much. Did I give too much? Let me see. No, um, you didn't. No, 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 you raised an okay. important no, no. point. No, it's just proving further the point of the desperation and the fact mm. that there's a knowledge that what they were hoping for is not yet realized, so they're really uh, trying to turn turn it up, as they say, uh, turn, the, turn the dial up uh, in every way uh, to try to uh, get to the targets of this, which is blacks and Hispanics in particular. The, 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 the darker people that they really want to uh, infect. And, of course, this is why we were talking earlier about the mandatory. If they get desperate, we can't even put debt past them, that they will then begin to see a rash of laws mandating it because they're so desperate to do this all in the name of yeah. the fear of the pandemic. So. This is what we're we're seeing. We're seeing the actual uh, movement of them attempting to go to war to try to force us to these these chambers of death, uh, but that we would do it willingly, and that we would do it by being bamboozled, to coin a phrase, by thinking that what they're doing for us is good, when in fact it's death, as the minister said in the Criterion. So walk wow. your own death. So this is what we're seeing. So they're they're very focused on on this. And uh, as I as we mentioned, they would not have even raised the minister's name if it didn't have an impact. See the significance of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan's words are having an impact, and they know it. And they're wrestling now with how to try to deal with it. You mm-hmm. see, and so first yeah. their first attempt is to try to get. Uh, other so-called celebrities and so-called what they call influencers, uh, but none of them that they have uh, can match uh, the man of God in our midst because they know they can't. They can only rely on our ignorance and our fear uh, that I have to take this or I might die. That's what it really comes down to. They make you think you're going to die, so take it so you can avoid dying because if you catch it, you might die. That's that's what they they've been drumming up in terms of fear, but we but if you really look at the numbers, the numbers don't show that. But when you're in fear, fear restricts reason. So right. you 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 that's why the fear brings a snare. It stops you. It freezes you from thinking intelligently because you're afraid of harm. Right. So that's how I, yes, I see that. Yes, sir. Well, we are, uh, believe it or not, we are out of time just about. We have less oh, really? than, uh, well, we have, we have about 50 seconds left. And oh, wow. uh, that really just, That's yeah, just out, gives me, we, have, we left a lot of people <laughs> on the phone, and I pray they will call back next week. Uh, we apologize, but we got a lot of edifying tonight. And I really want to thank our special guest, brother and friend, Brother Abdul Arif Muhammad, the General Counsel for the Nation of Islam, who you, you're going to be seeing a lot more of as this uh, vaccine moves into the stream of commerce and they try to make laws to force us to take it. 
Um, so mm-hmm. we thank you, Brother Arif. We thank uh, Sister Attorney Pamela Muhammad. We thank uh, Sister Rona Muhammad, our producer, my co-host, Brother Terrence Muhammad, our contributors, uh, Brother Ruben, Sister uh, Mariam, who were unable to be with us tonight. And, uh, of course, we thank uh, – did I may name my co-host, Brother Terrence? And, of course, all of you who call yeah. in and listen in each and every week. May Allah bless us all with love and the light of understanding. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam. Wa alaikum assalam.